Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I would like to thank the founders of the Sacred Network who have given me this opportunity to bring you Violet Reiki Radio every week, every Thursday at 9 p.m. where we talk about things uh, concerning around Reiki the discovery of Reiki, its practice, everything that's surrounding Reiki, topics that were would have been or were in his lifetime very favorited by Mikao Sui, the founder of Reiki. Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. Reiki understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, and spiritual development. Now, my name is Rose Menes, And I am a Reiki master teacher and have a practice in Westbury, New York, in Nassau County, Long Island. And if you have any questions, I invite you to visit my website, which is www.violetrosereiki.com. And if you have any questions, by all means, feel free to drop me an email at rose at violetrosereiki.com and ask me any question that you may have regarding Reiki. I'm more than happy to answer. And I also have a page on Facebook 
which is called Reiki Ward. And on Reiki Ward, we accept requests for healing. And we do distance healing globally for humans as well as animals. Um, no request is too small or too large for us to handle. We have about 500 Reiki practitioners, possibly more, who help us over on Reiki Ward. And you post on Reiki Ward the same way you would as you would on any other page on Facebook or even on someone's wall, a friend's wall, or what have you. It's very easy. Just post your request and give us a name and a location of the person or the animal that you're requesting healing for. And we will get right on it as soon as possible. Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing every single day at a minimum. And we also place your healing requests on our healing crystal grid so that it receives 24-7 energy healing work. So don't worry. If you have a request, just put it up there and... Um, we will get on it right away. Reiki Ward is now headed towards its third year anniversary. And um, we love it. I mean, it's just a great place. We've had very good results. Not that I'm shooting our own horn, but we've had very good results with the distance Reiki that is, is sent from the ward. This evening, my guest is Nikki Ward. And Nikki is a Reiki master teacher and a meditation instructor, among other things. And Nikki completed her Reiki master teacher level training in Usui Shiki Ryoho Reiki in June of 2010 and is a member of the International Association of Reiki Professionals. She received her Reiki 1 through teacher level training from Libby Barnett of the Reiki Healing Connection, who teaches the Usui traditional style brought to the United States and taught by Mrs. Hawaii Takata. Since beginning her Reiki training in 2009, Nikki has worked with family, friends, and animals and has maintained a daily personal practice. For four years, she served as a volunteer team captain each Monday on a distance Reiki hotline for former fellow students and their loved ones. She began a successful professional Reiki practice and pardon me, I'm sniffing, at the still point since June of 2011, seeing clients in Tahoma Park and later in Clarksville, Maryland locations. In early 2015, she will bring Reiki treatments to Haven on the Lake in Columbia, Maryland. Nikki trained in Chikadin Reiki with Frank Arjava Petter in 2013 and received her Shihan Kaku certification in May of 2014. In addition to teaching Usurishiki Ryoho, she offers Shoden classes in Chikadin Reiki as well. In 2013, Nikki formed the Mid-Atlantic Reiki and began planning and hosting an annual conference for Reiki practitioners with a good friend and co-organizer. In November 2014, they had their second conference 
and have two conferences for Reiki practitioners in the planning stage for now 2015. The first being Toronto, Canada. And the second, again, in the Washington, D.C. metro area. These conferences have been commended as professional, well-organized, informative, and community-building. So, that's a little bit about my guest tonight. And now, let me see if this is she. Hi, 352, you're on the air with Rose. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Who am I speaking with? Oh, you're speaking with Dee from Florida. Oh, hi, Dee. Well, I'm going to put you on, on listen again because I'm I'm searching the uh, switchboard here for Nikki. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks. Good evening, Tenure. Yes. Hi, it's Nikki. Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so delighted to be here with you and your guests this evening. My faux pas for not asking your area code. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's all right. for you, but that's good. Uh, lovely. So, Nikki, you're a busy, busy lady. I I am. I am. I'm like I'm like looking at this and reading this, and in my head, I'm going, "Oh my god." <laughs> Well, no. I, I do like to keep busy. So Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get the feeling you tend toward workaholic habits as do I. So <laughs> Well, um, it's not too bad. I, I don't um I don't see clients full time in my professional practice, so that does leave me some time to be doing these other other works. Oh that's good. That's very good. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the general all-around, all-time question of what brought you to Reiki? What brought me to Reiki? Um, well, I suppose I have a story similar to um, probably many Reiki practitioners. Uh, I was looking for something at a point in my life when I uh, needed healing. I had been, um, I had had an injury um, about a a year and a half or so before I took my first Reiki class, but more immediately before I took my first Reiki class, I had had a very strange illness. They thought it was um, pneumonia at first, but it turned out not to be. And it was some strange viral infection in my lungs, and I had a very hard time getting over it. And so I was looking for something um, that was going to help me heal because they didn't really even know what it was and they couldn't do much for me. Um and I had been interested in energy medicine and meditation and yoga practice and, um, you know, a lot of holistic modalities. I already was um, having acupuncture treatments for years at that point. Um, and I was just looking for something else because I knew I knew there had to be something else that was going to be able to help me. And so I... Um, I had been interested in the my, a Reiki class prior to falling ill, and um, in December of 2009, which was, uh, I guess, almost five months or so after I had first gotten sick, um, I, there was another Reiki class, and I thought I would not go. I thought I really, you know, 
couldn't do it at that time, and then I thought, you know what, I just really need to be there. So I went to, um, I flew to Boston, drove to New Hampshire to um, to Libby's home where I took the class, the very first class, and um, I knew right within the first 10 minutes I was exactly where I was supposed to be on that day, and um, and I kind of never looked back. I took my Reiki 1, I actually took Reiki 1, Reiki 2, Reiki Master, and then the teacher level with Libby, and I didn't have any anticipation of having a professional practice. Um, I was sitting in that room and taking the class merely for my own healing, but when I saw um, and felt what it could do for me, I wanted to share it with more people, and um, and so then it just gradually grew into you know having a professional practice. That's amazing, and mm-hmm. you know. As you're talking, I'm thinking about myself because the last thing I thought I'd be doing was teaching Reiki. And um, I went to Reiki because I had lower back pain and problems with herniated discs and things. And when I saw what it could do, I'm like, oh, God, I've got to tell everybody about this. And I have to teach this because I have to help other people learn Mm -hmm. how to do this. It was like, whoa. And... It's amazing because when you think about it, a lot of people, and from doing the show, believe me, I've spoken to a lot of guests and a lot of people who all kind of have the same story about how they came to Reiki. It was like, you know, when we say that Reiki is an intelligent energy, it really is because it's like the energy comes and picks you and says, okay, you're one of the people we need to do this. (laughs) And you just go. I think I think that's probably right. I I had no idea, um, and I think uh, people in a lot of uh, spiritual practices and they they're like I didn't realize this was going to happen like this, but um, I I actually had tears that that first morning sitting there in class. My I welled up a little bit, and I thought, oh my gosh, I this is there's nowhere else in the universe I'm supposed to be at this moment, and I you know didn't know why. I just really felt that it was because this is what was going to help me and of course it did and the funny funny part of the story is that um before i left everybody said uh, you know friends family all said oh that sounds really cool you can practice on me when you get home i said oh great and when i got home no one was available whenever i wanted to practice or needed to practice so i had no one to practice and um and I, I practiced on uh, I didn't I practiced on my parents' uh, old arthritic dog, and of course, then every time I visited, he would follow me around the house, and he's like, "Oh, can I have more of that?" Um, <laughs> Give me some of but that. I had, yeah, it was very good. But I didn't have anybody else to practice on for a little while um, until I really, you know, I guess, and I think I think it makes sense because I I think we all know that as you. Um, as you offer treatment to other people, you receive benefits as well as the practitioner, but yet I needed to focus on my own healing and not necessarily be practicing on other people. So um, so I think that's why it worked out the way it did for me, but it's all good. Probably. It, it Probably. worked out well. Yeah. Well, now that you said that, I had, I mean, I've been practicing Reiki since 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And never... Ever in my life have I had what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I had a girl contact me and say that she wanted to come with two other friends of hers. 
And I'm like, well, all on the same night? And she said, yes, you know, they wanted an evening appointment and they wanted, you know, the same. I'm like, okay. So they came for their appointments. And so now I've been giving Reiki for three and a half hours nonstop. (laughs) And I felt great when they left. But I never anticipated what I received the following morning when I woke up. When I woke up the next morning, I'm telling you, there wasn't a thing wrong with me physically. I mean, no, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're a little stiff, you're a little, you know, uh, you know, nothing. I woke up like, you know, I was a newborn baby and I'm, I'm analyzing the way my whole body feels. And I'm like, God, I haven't felt like this in years. This is amazing. It's like, that was all that Reiki going through you, you know? Mm-hmm. It was great. It was wonderful. So, wow. Cool. So, now, here's another good one. What is Reiki to you, and what's its meaning in your life? I mean, when you say, what is it to me, you mean, how do I define it, or how do I explain it to clients, or... What does it mean to you personally? Um... Reiki is, for me, Reiki is just part of my spiritual practice and it, in addition to meditation and it's a way that I, um, it's a way that I take care of myself, maintain, um, it's one of the ways I maintain my health um, and also, you know, if I have any particular aches or pains or if I hurt myself or, you know, feel like I'm getting a sore throat one day, you know, I mean, I certainly troubleshoot things that are happening um, but it's really, it's really just an automatic everyday part of my life. You know, if I'm going around and I'm not even thinking about it, you know, sometimes I find that, um, you know, my hand is is on my chest because I'm, you know, a little bit upset or something like that. So it just automatically starts to calm me down. Um, so it's just an everyday part of my life, um, completely outside of the professional aspect of it. Um, and then the professional work is just really, really meaningful to me to be able to help people. I knew when I was um, really sick and also when I had um, the arm injury, I had a fall and I had a, um, a really bad arm injury. And I so counted on those people that were there to help me through um, that excruciating pain Um and there were mornings when I woke up, and this was before I had, you know, I took a Reiki class. There were mornings when I woke up when I didn't know how I was going to get through the day because the pain was so bad um, and I couldn't, you know, I didn't have the use of my left arm and I relied so heavily on my energy practitioner and my uh, chiropractor and my and my um, uh, acupuncturist, you know. And so to be able to... Um, you know, be there for people who really, really need you when you're in, you know, uh, when they're in sort of a, a, such a great need as I was at that time. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel really lucky and blessed to be able to, you know, support them in that way. And then also to teach them, that's even one additional level, to be able to teach them so that they can do it themselves so that they are not necessarily in the position that I was where, even though I did learn how to, you know, help myself through it, even without, you know, do some energy work, even without having had a Reiki class, um, 
this this Reiki tool or practice or whatever you want to call it um, just makes it so consistently available for people when they um, take a class, when they're attuned or initiated, that they have that there for themselves so that they don't feel someday totally helpless when they wake up and they're in chronic pain or they, you know, have an illness or something. So I find it to be really wonderful, rewarding kind of work. And I really feel lucky that that's what I get to do. Oh, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> definitely. I mean, really, you know, there is, uh, according to the laws of the universe, there is some kind of exchange, energy exchange needed. I have some friends who have problems um, charging money for their Reiki services. And I'll tell them, no, you know, you need to have an exchange. In order to have flow, there has to be a negative and a positive. You can't, you know, if you're constantly, granted, I would do Reiki for free. I love it so much. I mean, I could just keep giving it out and giving it, and it's a wonderful thing. But you really need to have the going out and then the coming in. So I'll tell them, you know, charge for it. Don't go crazy because I'm sure you've seen, as I have, there are people who charge ridiculous amounts of money for Reiki and other things. And it's mm-hmm. like, charge a reasonable amount, you know, so that both are happy, your client and who's coming to you and you. And and that's fair, you know. Uh, yeah. Balance equal amount is fair. And, and, you know, in everything, we all really need to find balance and practice balance. And I, that's kind of something that lately I'm hearing people are having a large amount of struggle with. But I remember years ago I heard, you know, psychically you need to practice balance. And I thought I had it together, but it was like, no, you need to get this balance. <laughs> like, okay. But well, um, I had I had an interesting experience with that when I got started. Um, I was trying to volunteer and trying to give it away and, you know, just trying to, you know, I guess it's what I wanted to be doing. So I only, you know, I I wasn't charging for it yet. I was really just trying to give it away in a, in a lot of different ways. And um, a an acquaintance of mine, we were sitting, we were talking, and she she's really sweet. And she said to me, well, maybe maybe you're not supposed to be giving it away. And I was like, oh. But I felt like I was, you know, so new at that point that I was still supposed to be, you know, practicing. But there's a difference in, um, you know, levels of, uh, I guess, of charging if you're, you know, where you get to the point where you feel like you're still new. But there can be some type of exchange. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, charging like you're charging for a professional practice or if you had opened a store and, you know, I mean, not a store, but a a treatment facility and you, you know, it's a business. This was still at the beginning stages for me, so it didn't feel quite like a business either. So um, uh, she said, maybe you're not supposed to be giving away. So that was a little bit of a light bulb moment for me. And that's when, that's really when I started looking more to start somewhere professionally. So I started to put that ball Yeah, I waited four years before I actually opened my practice. I was practicing. I was loving it. I was doing it every day to myself, and I would, you know, do Mm -hmm. it to anybody who wanted it. And I was running around like a vacuum cleaner salesman, you know. This Reiki, you got to try it. It's fantastic. It's great. (laughs) If somebody said, 
oh, well, you know, will it help my, my shoulder? Will it help? Yeah, here, hands on, boom. And right. yeah, I wasn't practicing. And uh, then finally at one point I said, you know, I think I, I'm actually going to do this. And, you know, there was a little trepidation because who am I to be doing this, you know? <laughs> You're looking at these people who are doing it for years and you go, am I in that? Can I do this? <laughs> but mm-hmm. as we say, you just got to get out there and do it. And uh, Right, right. Yeah. I agree with you. And that's and I felt a little bit that way myself, even though, um, you know, I had been um, personally studying and reading about um, energy work and uh, some metaphysical interests and, as I said, meditation and yoga. So my my personal life um, looked very different from my professional life years ago, which was in, um, you know, I worked in law firms. And so oh it was very, very different. Oh, my God. So when I yeah when I switched over to practicing Reiki, I felt a little bit you know like who who am I to be doing this? This is so so different you know, but um but it it worked out well for me so and I really I'm, enjoy it. I'm sorry I'm laughing at you because <laughs> no it's, it's fine. The similarity is just it's hysterical because I worked in law firms for forty years, oh. and that's that's what I did. That was my Real job, you know. That was the Monday mm-hmm. through Friday job that paid the bills. <laughs> that that's where the money came from to pay the bills because it wasn't coming from the Reiki. And mm-hmm. the funniest thing is, I left uh, two years ago in 2013 and started full time Reiki practice, and that's where I've been for the last two years. But I never thought that was gonna. Ha- I never thought that was gonna happen either. And every day I pray. You know, if I if I reach a point where it's like there's a little slow, there's a little lag or whatever, I say, please God, Goddess, don't make me go back to the lawyers. I don't want to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know the vibrations are two totally different, and it's like very, oh, very I, different. I like being in this in this you know Reiki space and this energy space and helping people you know, rather than the other end. But that's that's hysterical. Right. But there's you know, there's a lot of there's there's also um a lot of helping people in um in those in those law firm jobs that I had and you know, because ultimately we're helping people who really, you know, needed us or needed the services and then I'm helping the people who are helping them. So I mean it does it does filter down, but at the same time there's right. just um it was it was time for me to do something um somewhat different and this was certainly a long time interest so it it felt really good to make the switch but again i definitely felt a little bit like a fish out of water at first <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, definitely i mean when i remember when i went for my job interview at the very first law firm i i worked for i was blown away i had just had a very successful interview with the united nations and my mom was like, oh, you have to take the United Nations job. And I'm like, mm, you know what? I'm drawn more toward the law. And like you said, because it was like I'd be helping people. So that's how it all started. And um, here I am again. That's I- very funny because when I was younger, I was studying languages and I wanted to work at the United Nations. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, because that was, that was my thing. I was a language uh Freak! I I just learned I have that ability. I already had known Spanish, French, and Italian, and at that time, okay. the, the UN said 
you know, and if you come and you work for us, we will pay you X amount of dollars to learn a language. And I'm saying to myself, ah, this is a slam dunk. I get to learn another language and they're going to pay me for it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I get, they, I forget now. It was like you had to know like seven languages or five, like, I don't know, whatever it was. But I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm done. I don't, that's, that's okay. So yeah. I, uh, yeah. I changed my mind early on, but it was definitely an interest for a while. Oh, wow. There's a lot of similarities here. This is wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you teach Usui Shiki Ryoho and Jiki Reiki, correct? I, I do. And I do. you teach the Jiki Din on the Shoden level alone? How does that yes. work? Yes, that's the level that I'm allowed to teach so far. Um, in um, in Jiki Din, you have, it, it follows... Um, very traditional Japanese, I guess, hierarchy, for lack of a better word. But you can only teach um, two levels below where you are. So you have to be, in order to teach a level, rather, you have to be two levels above that. So I'm two levels above uh, Reiki level one in Jikiden, and um, hopefully later this year I will be two levels above level two, so then I'll be able to teach um, level one and level two in Jikiden. Wow. It's it's very similar to, um, you know, the way, you know, like martial arts and so forth are set up. You have to, um, you're you're not permitted to teach until your teacher says that, you know, you're permitted to teach it, so. Oh, right, right. It's not like, uh, mm-hmm. like I say, you know, American instant coffee. You know, you go, you take uh, the three levels, and then bam, you're a Reiki master teacher. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, well, that's good. Well, I was having because... a conversation with someone the other day that um, there was a little, you know, some some levels just call you Reiki master, and or not levels, but lineages say Reiki master. And I know that traditionally Reiki master or whatever that level was called was the the teacher level, but some of them are split out. Um, and de- actually designate teacher like mine. Mine actually designates teacher. So, um, and then in yours, isn't there like teacher's assistant? There's a, a title, not in teacher, Jikiden, but assistant to the teacher. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in in Jikiden there is technically Shihankaku is assistant teacher, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean assistant teacher the way we understand it really in the U.S. or in the West. Because it doesn't mean that I can only assist the teacher or I can only teach when the real teacher is there. It just means I can, I'm can. i only allowed to teach level one. So I teach level one students. I teach shoden, which is the um, word for level one. I mm-hmm. teach that, you know, all on my own to my own students. It's just that I'm not a, a um, shihan, which means I could teach level one and two. Okay. Does I that make you. sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So okay. I don't have to have another teacher with me when I teach it. So technically, so I think there's a little confusion sometimes when we say it's translated to assistant teacher. People understand it differently, but Shihankaku really means assistant teacher. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it depends on, yeah, you always have to explain these things because what it means in Japan is not necessarily what it means here 
and Americans do have a very different preconceived idea about many things. So, yeah, you'd have to just explain it. Yeah, but, technically, um, I just I just don't usually say I'm assistant teacher level. Like, I don't use the English. I just say, you know, I'm Shihankaku level, and that means I can teach shogun. You know, it means I can teach level one. Okay. So I That's just cool. leave the assistant teacher part alone. <laughs> How many levels are there in Jikigen Reiki? Um, oh, gosh. There's, um, well, there's one, two, assistant, then Shihan, then there's Dai Shihan, which means they can teach assistant teachers. And then, um, and then there are, um, there's just above that, so there's five, and then above that, I think, are just um, Tadao-sensei and um, our Java-sensei, which they're the only ones who can teach Daishihans and Shihans, I think. I might have that wrong, but I think I have it right. So a Daishihan could teach anyone the level one, two, and the assistant, correct? Yes, but a Dai Shihan can't teach a Shihan because you have to be two levels above. Oh, yeah. No, that would be almost like going backwards. Yeah. 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 So, so only, let me, let only me the other two. Let me see if I have this correct. Is um, Tadao and Arjava the only Shihans in Jikadin Reiki? No, they are not okay. Shihans. I mean, they are she. They're They're... They're two levels above Shihan's. Three levels above Shihan. Okay. And I just don't remember what the name is. So there's there's Shodan, Okudan, Shihan Kaku, Shihan, Dai Shihan, and then there's two above that. Oh, so after the Shihan Kaku, there's a Shihan and then a Dai Shihan? Yes. Okay. Now I got it straight. <laughs> now I got it right. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm very I'm very um interested in it and I like to keep the Reiki. I know we all were the all of us who were teaching the Western style and we all come through the lineage down from Mrs. Takata and her twenty two Reiki masters. But and for the most part people have really kept it traditional and have followed their master teachers who follow their master teacher who in this case was Mrs. Takata. Um mm-hmm. and I really feel a sense of we all should really keep the teachings of the lineage true, authentic, and full of as much honor, loyalty and integrity to Usui Sensei as we can. Because I'm seeing a lot of lately things going on and, and the word Reiki being thrown around and people putting different spins on it, giving different definitions, doing a lot of talking and there's a lot of stuff out there. And I guess we could thank the Internet for that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's kind of getting a little crazy now. I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's like. It's unraveling a little bit in certain areas or certain certain places. I, I don't know if I'm actually I, I don't know if I'm familiar with what you're you're referring to. Um, 
uh, honestly, I, I just I just don't know which um, you know what things you're you're referring to. So I'm almost, you know it's maybe like I'm when, maybe I'm happy I've missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't maybe know, it's because but, um, I see a lot of the word Reiki being used, but there's nothing there's nothing about Reiki or there's nothing true about what these people are saying. Okay. You know, like, I'll give you a description or, like, you know, this is where they got off years ago when they said, uh, to me, they were bashing Reiki because it's like Reiki is, is all this hocus pocus stuff. And I think that's when a lot of new age people got into it. And whatever they were going to do, they just threw the word Reiki in there. And I think it caused a lot of confusion. Well, I mean, I again, I just, I'm not exactly sure what you're referring to. I know that, um, I know that there's, uh, honestly, I just don't even know how to respond to that because I don't know <laughs> that I, I even know what what you're referring to. So I don't, I can't. Uh, yeah. No, that's okay. It's just uh, you know maybe it. maybe I've seen more of it than you have because it's, it's quite possible. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think you I think you might be easy. very very lucky, Nikki. <laughs> well, um, but I've I've also been really busy, and and the truth is, yeah. um, Jackie and I, when uh, in in our personal practices, and when we. Um, and what we're doing for the conference, our vision for the conferences is, is to be really, really inclusive. So there's a lot of other, um, I know there's a lot of other styles of Reiki out there that have come from um, also the, you know, the traditional Western version that came through Takata Sensei. But, um, and I know that things have been changed. I, I don't know how they've been changed or added on. I was told originally that, you know, they, um when things were added or changed in some way from um, what the, their teacher taught, people added a name to it because it had to be this type of Reiki or that type of Reiki. But the truth is, I don't know how you know similar or different those are. I think, um, I think it's all still the same type of practice, you know, I'm not trained in those, so I can't say exactly, you know, where it differs in the training, but honestly, um, you know, I've had treatments at um, Reiki shares and other places from other practitioners from other lineages with a different type of name of Reiki, you know, like such and Mm -hmm. such Reiki or Reiki such and such, and You know, it feels very similar, you know, it feels from one person to the next. So I can only assume that, you know, that it's, we're all sort of getting to the same place, even though the route looks a little bit different. At least that's what I hope. And Jackie and I try, um, we want the conferences to be a place where Reiki practitioners from all lineages can come together. Now, that said, I mean, who knows, maybe people are practicing slightly differently or they're doing something that is not Reiki that they're calling Reiki that I, I don't know. Um, right. And I can't comment on what you were saying earlier um, because I don't know specifically what you're referring to, but we try to really stay as open and accepting of all the practices, you know, and honoring all the practices that we can because all the people that I've come into contact with um who are, you know, practitioners, you know, are just 
loving, kind-hearted people who feel about it the way you and I have been talking tonight that we feel about it. Um, so that's sort of how I come at it until I get right, until somebody, somebody proves me wrong, but I just don't, I, I just haven't seen that. So That's a good thing because, no, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I've seen a lot of Reiki Wars and I've seen a lot of envious uh you know, remarks made, and, like, I'll look at this, and I'll say, what is, you know, this person is, like, there shouldn't be any envy or jealousy in Reiki. Reiki's Reiki. We should all be working towards a unity of Reiki. And then, you know, people get on a, another thing that, you know, oh, well, we, you know, we have to have it regulated here in the United States. And my argument towards that is, how can you regulate something here in the United States that originated in Japan? And it's, like, I think... And as much as people think that's a good thing, I think that will wind up being a very bad thing for Reiki practitioners. And I think when you, to me, and this is what I teach my students, when you take your Reiki master level and you're in those classes and you intend to be a Reiki master teacher, that's your intent. And even in the ethics, I tell them it's your duty to make sure that Reiki is put out to the world in its honest, authentic way. You know, yeah, sure, you could change certain things, you know, tweak a little here, tweak a little there. But if you're going to do something totally different and then call it Reiki or, you know, don't do that, there has to be a loyalty to the Reiki or to Usui Sensei's teachings as your foundation. And I think therein lies Reiki unity. You know, mm-hmm. but um, and I think, you know, doing that, if we're all like the guardians of the of the gate, then we'll be fine. But, well, um, and there's also a, um, a, a tradition, I guess we should call it um, in uh, in Japan. But also, I, I think that it, it is among a lot of U.S. teachers, you know, we're responsible for our students once we teach them, you know. So, you you know, they're going out and they're, they're representing, you know, what you taught them. So, um, but there is a, a, a sense that as a teacher, you are responsible for all your students and your students' students. Definitely. I mean, um, like I have it on my website, you know, I teach Reiki in the traditional manner as it's passed from the Reiki master to the student during training. And that training is in person. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't take anyone who calls me and says, you know, well, I want to take level two or master and I got all my Reiki training online. I, I won't accept someone that does online training for Reiki. They'll have to come and repeat or whatever classes with me and then, you know, go, go ahead. But I don't believe in all of this learn Reiki online or, you know, we'll make you a master in three hours. It, it, to me, it's just, <laughs> it's insulting, yeah. you know, and right. it's disrespectful. Well, so, you know, and, and it's, you know, and it's up to each teacher too to decide because if you take students from another lineage and you're not familiar with that lineage and you don't know what they learned in their, you know, um, then, you, you know, well, they may have to start over. Um, right. And I was speaking to someone recently who thought it was odd that they would have to start over in another lineage. And I just said, you know, it it doesn't really strike me as odd because, 
And and perhaps that's because, you know, when I started Jihidin, I started over. Um, but the foundation was different. The the way it was taught was different. The information, a lot of it was different. So how can you come in in the middle of it? How can you expect to come in in the middle of it and know where to, <laughs> what to do if you miss the foundation of, you know, this particular style? So um, I, I think it's... It, you know, if you take students from another lineage, it's no insult to that lineage. I don't think that, you know, that a student would have to start over because they don't necessarily know what you're teaching in your level one. Right, exactly. It's like when I went to take Karuna Reiki. Karuna Reiki is really exactly the same as Usui, you know, Shiki Ryoho. So it's like, okay, so I have to start from from scratch, and I've got to go through this whole thing, which is what I did. But, yeah, you can't walk into a Karuna class saying, oh, I know everything, because I know, you know. <laughs> I well, did it right. So, so you have you do have to start over. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess you're not really starting over in Reiki, but if you want to learn the foundations of a new, you know, basically a new practice, you, you have to start at the beginning, I would think. Well, like we said, you know, they're different. I mean, the Karuna Reiki symbols are different from the Usui. And I was looking into a while back Shambhala Reiki, which, if I remember correctly, has 360 or 365 different symbols. I nearly fell over. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to remember these. So I, I don't think well, I'm going right now. I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need that many symbols. Yeah, <laughs> not, it's not like, for oh, me okay. personally. That's, no, no, that's, no, no. That's a lot to remember, I would think. But. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. Um, now, but I, I also, I, I just, I practice and I teach a very basic, um, very basic, easy um, style of Reiki. So, and that's what works for me. That's the easiest for me to, you know, remember. Um, and my my students, um my students really like it, so this is what works for me. And I'm sure there are people who, you know, that 365 different symbols, that, you know, that appeals to them. Oh, um, right, but, right. you know, for me, the traditional best for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, me too. I keep telling my students, um, you know, keep it simple. You don't need to complicate Reiki. It's like, you no, know. It is very easy. You know, if I see complications or if I see somebody making something way bigger than I know it should be, I say to myself, that's somebody's ego run amok because, it, you know, it's simple. It's just very simple. And um, the way I learned it is the way I teach it, and I, I try and keep it as basic and as true to form as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I can't, you know, I, I I can't speak about, you know, whether it's ego run amok or whether it's, you know, something else it's a different um you know a different practice or whether it's uh, a lack of experience with just the basics of reiki sometimes um people i think sometimes people feel they need more because they don't have the experience of seeing what the very simple can do does that make right. sense? Um, that makes and sense. I know again, I'm going to stand by my statement because where I'm coming from, I'm telling you, I know those particular instances, and I'm not naming anybody's name or any practice or anything, 
it is definitely ego run amok. Okay. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I call a stone a stone, and uh, you know, I just. Uh, it's a bad thing, but in business and in the world, you know, you have the people who are doing it honestly, authentically, with integrity, and then you got the people who are out there, and their main focus is to make money. And uh, two different, two different things. Well, you have that in every industry, I would right. think, <laughs> or right. a lot of them, anyway. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. um, so thankfully, I am. Uh, I'm. I haven't really been personally exposed to that, so I'm. I'm really. I guess I count myself fortunate. I have. I have worked with um, wonderful teachers and wonderful um, mentors, and um, and I'm just really lucky that you know they they seem to be um, in it for the right reasons. So. Yep. Yep. And um, I know you talked about the Reiki conferences. You know. How many have you had, and I know you have two more in the works. Yes, we do. Um, we had we've had two so far. Uh, we had one in November of 2013. That was the first one, and we had one um, just last November 2014. The next Where was one, uh, they were Where both were in Maryland. Um, I'm. Uh, Near Columbia, Maryland. So that's we've okay. we've had both of them fairly close to where I am, and then um, Jackie recently moved back to Canada. So um, we had hoped that if these went well down here, we would also do another one um, or start up where she is. Because even the first year, we had a number of folks from Canada who were interested, but of course, we were a little bit far away for them, uh, the one down here. So. Um, we're we're having one up there now. We're having one in Toronto on May second, Saturday, May second. It's an all day, just like it was down here. Um, the topics for down here in 2014, we were really um, really worked well and every uh, very interesting, and we wanted to recreate that up there. So we took the same format, the same topics, and we're recreating it with local um, Canadian speakers for the the conference up there. Um, so it'll be similar, slightly different, obviously, because there's different perspectives and not everybody's in exactly the same um, uh, position um, as far as, like, for instance, we have um, we're doing Reiki with healthcare programs or Reiki in healthcare programs, again, um, in May, and of course the speakers, they're not all exactly the same. We had a doctor here who was doing hospice, in charge of a hospice program, Dr. Harold Bob, and then mm -hmm. up there we have um, Lorinda Weatherall who has been a volunteer in Reiki hospice. Um, and well, then we now also now have an yeah. Yeah, integrative um, doctor, uh, integrative medicine doctor in Canada. So, And then down here we had... Um, uh, Donna Audio, who is in charge of the Reiki program at Shock Trauma, um, and we don't have that up there, but we have a couple of volunteers who work as um, in Reiki and cancer treatment facilities. Right. So, uh -huh. um, so it's very similar but slightly different. That's cool. I'm going to bring mm -hmm. on someone that I think would be good. Lorinda, you're on. 
Say hello. Hello. There she Hi, is. Linda. How's it going? Going good. Great. Nikki's a great guest. I know. I'm I'm hearing most of Thank this. You. It's wonderful. So obviously you're gonna be at the Toronto conference, yes? Yes, I have been very blessed. Do you have any questions for Nikki? I know last time you were there in the in the queue and I forgot to click on to you. So I figured I'd click on since your name came up and we conjured <laughs> you up. See if you have a question for Nikki or something you'd like to comment on. Sure. Now you've got me on a spot and I, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. absolutely got, Yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. And of course, okay. once we hang up the phone and once the show's over, then, of course, I may have questions and by then it'll be too late. But anyway. Of course, but um, all right, so since you can click one at any time, I think I'll put you back into listen mode, and if you do have a question, sweetie, just just click the button. All right, sounds like a plan, Sam. Thank you for listening and being here tonight. You're most welcome. I wouldn't have missed it. I know. I love you, honey. Hang in there. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I did that to her last week of the week before. She had a question, and I closed down everything. The show was over, and then I spoke to her after the show. She said, I had a question. I said, but there was no question mark next to your name. That's how I know that the person has a question. (laughs) Okay. Well, that certainly should be easy enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it works sometimes. Um, Tell me about your well-being retreats. I think this is something that's in the works. Oh, it is in the works. Um, I want to, I have wanted to and have been working on them um, for a little while now, but I want to have uh, well-being retreats where, you know, it's it's meditation, um, there's, you know, activities that uh, have something to do with wherever the retreat is held locally, um, and then also um, that's where I will also incorporate some of the chakra dance work that I'm doing. And um, I just want to create a either a long weekend or a week-long um, retreat where people can really come to get um, back in touch with what they really want, um, what you know, sort of reconnect with themselves, with the deepest part of themselves, and mm-hmm. um, and sort of and and they're going to be healing retreats because let's face it, meditation, energy work, um, the chakra um, and the chakra dance is also they're all healing modalities. So um, it's it's just a wonderful respite from your everyday life, but you'll learn tools um, at the retreat that you can you know, bring home and incorporate like the meditation or um or a Reiki class so that you'll you you know, you aren't just left like, oh, that was, you know, such a wonderful experience, but now I'm back to my regular life. You know, you'll bring um bring some of these healing practices back with you. So and how long will I can't it be wait for? to launch that. Hmm? How long will it be for the retreats? Um I'm looking at like long weekends or week long, both. You know, two different, two different. So like a, a three day or a four day weekend, or possibly an entire week. Yes. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be yes. great. So it'll. Yeah. Be, eventually, there will be both of those. Wonderful. 
Yes. Um, I'm excited okay. about it. Yeah, well, definitely keep me in the loop. Uh, this, that I sounds will. great. Sounds like a wonderful thing. Nikki, you are doing wonderful things in the Thank world you. of Reiki, and you're just making very good, positive strides. And I think part of the force behind this is that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and what the universe wants you to do. And, you know, you, you're you on the right path and you're on the right road. Thank and you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better. Because, I mean, for you, this must be validation that, you know, hey, I am doing the right thing. And then the more of that you get, the more confidence you get and, and the bigger and better you get. I think so. I mean, that's exactly what seemed to happen with the conferences. You know, Jackie and I were just winging it, really, the first year, and we had to do everything very, very quickly. And um, and luckily, we we pulled it together. We we worked so well together. Couldn't have asked for a better person to work with to plan these things because it is a lot of work. And um, we it was very well received. And we were really fortunate to be able to do it again. And again, it was well received. So we're, you know, we're just we're taking it a, a conference at a time. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, it'll continue to grow, and it'll be a, a place where um, another place where Reiki practitioners can come together. You know, in a professional environment, um, we don't get to share too much. Um, I mean, your radio show is a wonderful way to share what's going on. Um, with a lot of different practitioners, um, but most most of us don't have. I mean, we almost sometimes feel like we're off by ourselves, um, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't. Let's you know, you see practice, other practitioners at a Reiki share or something, you know, but you don't you don't necessarily really interact or talk and find out what's going on with them or what they're doing. Um, so hopefully, this will be one more place where they can can do that sort of thing. Well, that's great, and uh, I like to have return guests, so you're getting fair warning. I would love to have you back again. And, well, thank uh, you. I'd love to join you again. Yeah, maybe when you launch the next big thing, and uh, we'll have you we'll have you on uh, for the well-being retreats. We'll talk about that, and I, I also read something about your, you're working on a program for Reiki teachers, so I'm sure when that is birthed and is new, uh, We'll have that to discuss. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here with me this evening, Nikki. Well, thank and, you so uh, much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it, Rose. Great. And see, you know, we did we did well. It wasn't that we, we lacked topic. We're, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, great. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. I am very honored that you, that you agreed to be here. And um, I'll be seeing you around the Internet. Thank I you. I look forward to keeping in touch. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Good night. And good night. And everyone who listened, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll see you next week when my guest is going to be Corby Mitlide. And Corby is a intuitive channel and tarot reader. And of course, those are things that Sensei was interested in too, metaphysics. So next week it will be a metaphysical show. And I thank you all for listening. And have a lovely weekend, everyone. <laughs>